0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring guests and topics that will empower you to take your business to the next level. I'm so happy to have my guest today, Shauna Francesca. And let me tell you about Shauna. She is a speaker, a writer, and an entrepreneur, and is also known as an author, Maeve Marin. She has an Shauna helps people live more joyful and connected lives through principles of life design. Shauna believes our present and future are transformed when we infuse our lives with intention. We design our lives and realize the power in accepting ourselves as the author of our story. Such a great bio. Today, I chose the theme to be choosing joy, living an authentic life. And I think, you know, this ties so nicely to finding your leadership confidence. Please join me in welcoming Shauna Francesca. So Shauna, such a great background. I love the fact about the author of our story. Whenever yeah. whenever I'm coaching people on speaking, sometimes that's the hardest thing for them to really think about what their stories are. And it's yeah. Like, and, and you know, um, to recount that and to really yeah. be intentional. So um, I'm, I was yeah. really excited to have you on as a guest.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I think for each one of us, sometimes we get lost in the emotion of the moment or the emotion of a memory. and it can really um, have a, it can really ground us in that emotion um, rather than um, being able to see the bigger picture. You know, true it comes, yeah yeah so i always start
1: out with an easy question for my guests and that is just tell everybody what part of the country do you call home where do you live new jersey new yeah. jersey oh I spent yeah. many, a, many a time <laughs> in new jersey in my ups yeah. days yes yeah yeah so let's just get right into it and yeah. explain what life design is and how we can become a life designer?
2: Yeah, gosh. Um, I think when it comes to life design, the way that I love to talk about it is to recognize that um, design is a function of intention, right? And so the minute that we can sit with, right, the minute we can sit with and establish an intention for a moment, for our lives, for our day, is the minute we start designing something right? Because we're, t- we're creating an intention and then we apply that intention to our action and that is designing, right? Um, I think the key is for us to understand um, what that, where that intention comes from and it be grounded and rooted in our authentic self. And to do that, we have to really quiet the noise of the world, limit our distraction meditation or, you know, we really need to find a way to ground ourselves in who we really are rather than who society expects us to be, our family, friends. There's a lot of expectations put on each and every one of us every day, but none of them have anything to do with who we really are. They have everything to do with who others perceive us to be and expect Mm -hmm. us to be, right? So taking some time to ground ourselves in who we actually are and how we wanna show up and how we wanna move through the world and being intentional about that is when we really start designing our lives. Um, and, and this conversation is not outside of um, the understanding that there are systems of oppression that we all are affected by in different ways, right? So each one of our choices may be limited by um, laws or rules or societal expectations, biases, any of the isms. Um, but there are choices that we do have and when we get intentional about those choices um, recognizing the power that those choices have then we start to be able to take control of our own life and then work together and form community um, and connect with one another so that we can move together and create powerful change not only in our lives but as a community. It sounds like it's it's really also
1: having that self-discovery of what your core values yep. are
2: exactly, and living those intentions for that, you know, always going yeah. back to that question, does oh, exactly. this align? exactly exactly and that's where intention comes in it's it's a constant you know it's not like a first comes this then comes that it's like all of these things are kind of converging together and they're starting to weave themselves together intention I also believe that curiosity is a huge part of designing our lives we have to get curious about what's possible who we are learning more understanding the world in bigger ways listening and leaning into other people's stories and lived experiences because they can inspire us change us, you know, help us to connect to one another and to ourselves, you know, there's so many things happening at the same time. And it's a matter of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. a little bit of this, and, and all of it starts to build up on top of each other to create this beautiful, joyful life. And when I say a joyful life, I don't mean toxic positivity. I mean, having a truly joyful life where we're rooted in community and connection to ourselves and to others and truly moving in community, right? Truly mm-hmm. understanding the to- the toxic nature of uh, hyper individuality, of um, of understanding, you know, pushing through hustle culture, all of these things that are very, very toxic and individualistic, are yeah. meant to live life together, and it's key to our mental health and our own expansion. Yeah, that, you know, it's so funny.
1: This morning on the, I listen to Darren um, Hardy every day, and his mm. today's topic was all about the fact that, you know, living alone, living individually and not in community yeah. will not make you live a long life. Correct. That you need that community to want yeah. to be around uh, yeah. for <laughs> those many centuries, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So wh- what is your backstory? Where did you start and then decide, yeah. this is the direction that I'm going to go?
2: yeah absolutely okay so i was uh born into uh to two very young parents and into an abusive household um and one that eventually um moved into and became a part of an evangelical christian cult and so uh, growing up in a strictly religious um oppressive oppressively religious environment um on, uh, with that being my exterior life, right? Mm. And then my home life being abusive, there was just abuse all around.
0: Wow.
2: And so um, trying to discover who you are in that environment and trying to not only discover who you are, but for that, that that physical and mental and emotional safety that's necessary for that person that you truly are to be able to be brought forth into this world was really, really... Um, yeah problematic yeah, challenging, challenging sure. to say the least and so um what did happen is that my imaginary life became mm. i you know very anne of green Gables style for for anybody my age or older very much like you know uh, needing this imaginary world um so that in that space in that place in my head i could be seen and heard and mm. understood and a huge part of that became now what we kind of call vision boarding is I used to I used to get the JC Penny catalog, you know, every season. Um, who remembers that big, thick old catalog. And it would have like everything under the sun from camping equipment, clothing, jo- all the things. And so I would circle all the items that I wanted to be a part of my life, this mm-hmm. life I was imagining for myself that authentically represented who I wanted to be and the things I wanted to experience, right? Um, and then I would dog ear those pages so I could flack through them constantly until the next one came. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so it was a, 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 a place where I started being able to craft this imaginary world and and kind of imagine it in this one, right? And then I started doing a lot of reading, mm-hmm. um, and t- taking quotes. And back then we had like physical calendars, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they would have like inspirational quotes and stuff on yes. them. So I would take those inspirational quotes, I would write them on index cards, or I'd rip out the pages from the calendar and tack it up on the wall. Um, and I would my wall became this giant vision board of quotes, of images, of, mm-hmm. you know, of beautiful flowers that I loved that inspired my creativity from National Geographic. Like it was all of this collage of things that inspired different aspects of me. Mm-hmm. And so my bedroom became this really beautiful, safe space. And what, I, what started happening, and I now see it, like I now can look back and I was like, oh, this is what I was doing. Um, every time something really traumatic would happen inside the house or inside of my life, I would reorganize the furniture. Mm-hmm. And, it, and now I look back and I'm like, oh, I, I see. Um, our, f- our physical environment is very much an important part of our mental health, right? There was mm-hmm. a study that came out in 2019 uh, in Europe that showed that of the top three most important things to our happiness, uh, number one is our mental health, number two is our home, number three is our physical health, number two is our home. We spend two-thirds of our life inside of our yeah. home. And we spend, a like typically you should spend at least eight hours a day inside of your bedroom. It is the very last place you close your eyes before you go to sleep and the very first one you cl- open your eyes to in the morning. And we don't recognize how powerful that is, that that physical space and that physical environment is the first and last thing we see every day. Mm. And so I think I recognized the power of that and created my bedroom as a sanctuary. And then every time something terrible would happen, I would reset the furniture, almost like I was resetting the stage of my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I needed a new space, a new energy, a new flow for my brain to be able to be like, okay, here we we can start with a fresh start. We're safe in this environment, right? Mm-hmm. And create psychological safety for myself. And then I started I discovered that interior design was a thing right? And that doing that for other people was something I could do as a profession. And so that's what I went to school for. I have a BS in interior design. But all the all the while while I was working as an interior design, I was always approaching it from a place of psychological safety Mm -hmm. and a place of authenticity because I had a deeply rooted understanding of how important our physical environment is and how unsafe so many people feel inside of their own physical environment for a variety of reasons, whether it be the people they share that space with or whether it be a fact that it is a reflection of social media or of marketing rather than Mm. who they really are yeah who they think everybody thinks they should be (laughs) correct correct Mm. and when it comes to your home i say f the rules do Mm. what you want it's your life it's your home it should be an authentic reflection of you your needs your creativity your aspirations the prime space in your house should be dedicated to things that light up your life, right? If that, and, and I always talk about the dining room because dining rooms tend to be like the best, they can, tend to get great lighting. They tend to have you know, great cross circulation. I always think about formal dining rooms is something that so many people don't use anymore. Um, So, like, if you have that space in your home and you're not using it, why not make it the thing that you do the most of, the thing that lights up your life in the music room, the art room, the yoga room, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the space you play games with your family, right? We should create these spaces that honor who we truly are Mm -hmm. rather than honoring what other people want or expect of us inside of our own home because practicing taking up space that way authentically for ourselves inside of our own home allows us to then be able to take those skills and use them in the larger world because our home is a place of safety for ourselves to be able to practice these things right so it's this beautiful thing that i started seeing in giving my my clients permission although they didn't need my permission Mm -hmm. in giving them permission to take up space authentically inside of their own home and working with them through that transition um, and that and that renovation or that change really changed their lives fundamentally they started inviting people over having dinner parties all of these things and then I started to recognize the principles that I was using in my interior design work were really powerful all by themselves Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to work with more people not just as an interior designer because as an interior designer I can only have so many clients Mm -hmm. right but but then in recognizing that the principles that I was using really affect everyone, people's entire lives is where I made that transition from interior design to life design and life design kind of sits here as the overarching and then interior design sits underneath of it as one of the aspects of the things Mm. that we do to design our lives. Right. Um, And so then I really have been moving over the last few years into speaking and workshopping and being on podcasts and really talking about, designing your life Mm -hmm. um and i've seen how much it's changed people's lives and it's and it's so powerful so it was like no one would think um that interior design is related necessarily they wouldn't necessarily at the beginning put the two together but i always describe it this way is that it's interior design like like our physical environment and interior design our interior environment yeah right? yeah it's the for connection sure. between those two things so that's what life design is
1: who are your heroes or mentors that have guided you in this you said you read a lot but
2: you do read a lot <laughs> I read so much um Maya Angelou absolutely um uh Mia Birdsong uh, she's become one of my most recent Uh, mentors in my head. She wrote this amazing book that I recommend to everyone called How We Show Up. Mm -hmm. It talks about creating community. It talks about what does community look like. Um, We've lost that sense of community. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we've focused for decades now on the nuclear family, on hyper individualization, on all of these things that sequester us and pull us apart from each yeah. other. Right. When we're really meant to live in community with one another. And so, uh, Mia Birdsong, absolutely. I would, she's still alive. So I would absolutely yes. love to meet her. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, and just, I think every book I've ever read has in some way. You know, embedded itself in my soul, and I've drawn something from it that's created me to be who I am and it's changed my life.
1: Besides your bedroom, have you ever walked into a space
2: and felt at ease and at peace because of the surroundings? Yeah, I do this practice with my clients. I think it's really important for us to get quiet, even meditate maybe for 10 or 20 minutes, and then walk through our house. And pay attention to our body's reaction, our breathing, mm. our pulse. Pay attention to what we what we actively turn away from, what we don't mm. want to look at, um, what we pull ourselves away from. Our body reacts to things before even subconscious does. Right? It's a it's an animalistic fight or flight. Yeah. So our body will tell us whether or not we feel safe inside of a space immediately, immediately before we even register it in any other way. So. I think it's deeply important to do that practice in your own home, even if it's like, you know, this this is kind of like the spring cleaning kind of mindset. <laughs> a couple of times a year, you know, just go through and say, you know, is this space really serving me? You know, do I feel comfortable in this space? Am I constantly walking into this piece of furniture that's directly walking my path? Because if we're... If we're having these literal physical uh, impediments in our physical environment that we spend two thirds of our life in, there's likely a connection to some physical, to some actual impediment that exists in our other life, right? That we are constantly moving ourselves around it because we're creating our physical environment for us to support it rather than it to support us,
0: right? And that's a
2: huge flip right? Yeah. Seeing and recognizing that our physical environment is meant to support us, who we wow. truly are, is such a huge, important thing.
1: So, what does one's spiritual practice look like in this being intentional,
2: being yeah. a, a life designer? Yeah. Um, I think it's unique to every single person, right? It's as nuanced as we are. Uh, for yeah. me, um, I, I'm neurodivergent. I have ADHD, so sitting meditation is something that's really beneficial for me, but I can't do for very long. Yeah. Right, so ten or twenty minutes is about all that I can handle before my body fidgets itself into like oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> but walking meditations, especially in nature, there's a, there's a few nature preserves near where I live. Um, it's a sad story why their nature preserves, they used to be indigenous land and the federal government took it away when their land lease came up. So I go there and and it was indigenous land until I was like a teenager. Um, So I go there and I, and I really like (laughs) just am acutely aware that it's not supposed to be our land Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we took it. Um, And, and just walk amongst the trees and kind of envelop myself in the energy of what came before and what Mm. is now trees are, I think are deeply spiritual and trees actually talk to each other. Uh, anybody I'm like, I'm not being metaphorical. I'm being literal. They talk to each other through mycelium, through the roots of mushrooms. Mm. Um, and, and so to kind of be aware that every step I take is the, is a pathway is a root system that's connecting these beautiful plants that have been here much longer than I have and they're like, they're talking and living in community with one another um, because if one tree is sick other trees will forfeit their water and nutrients to help it to recover mm-hmm. right, so like it's such a beautiful metaphor for how we're meant to live together right, yeah, it's a community and to just exactly, and to be amongst that and to witness mm-hmm. that in nature is deeply important for my mental health um, so walking every day not when it's super cold out but like nine months out of the year, I'm walking an hour every day. Um, Did you do live in New Jersey. Yeah, I live in New Jersey. It gets, I mean, what global warming? It didn't even snow this year, um, and it's like the trees are budding. Um, but uh, but to to walk an hour every single day, to take ten or twenty minutes and just meditate. Whenever that practice falls away, so does my mental health. Mm. Right. So I'm always kind of dragging myself back to it and then like, oh, yeah, this is where I need to be. Right. Not letting the world kind of overtake that. Um, It looks like, you know, taking a deep breath throughout the day and just looking at the sun or opening a window and breathing, (laughs) breathing fresh air. You know, um, it looks like paying attention to my body and what Mm. my body and my mental health need uh, and not pushing through. I like I just want to pause on that for me not pushing through yeah
1: yeah. So you talked about 2019 and um, a lot of people were in their space.
2: <laughs> yes
1: for a long time.
2: Um, yes. Yeah, 2020.
1: has how has your business evolved?
2: in these last three years? Oh gosh, my business changed in that I was I was moving into doing more speaking and writing and sharing this in a broader way, mm-hmm. but it was always what was planned. The interesting and beautiful thing is that suddenly everyone became acutely aware that what I was saying was deeply <laughs> affecting. Correct, yes. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, I know exactly what you mean now because our lives were so busy before. That's the danger of busy. Yeah. Is that we're disconnected from ourselves and we're disconnected from reality. And it's so easy to breeze past that which is deeply affecting us, but we're not giving ourselves time to actually feel it. It's traumatizing. Busy is traumatizing. Constantly pushing through is traumatizing to Mm. us. And it caught up with us. During the pandemic shutdown, I always say that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) ahead. I was just
1: gonna say. I always said that that was God's way of saying y'all are not listening to me. So
2: here we go. You're gonna have two years to just get get back together. Yeah. The universe was like, let's just hit pause. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And let's let's actually feel our feelings. And I Mm -hmm. think it was a it was a deep it was a, a moment of deep questioning mm-hmm. of our true understanding of our world and how, and a deep recognition of how disconnected we are. And I think a lot of people's change, people's homes changed because they had to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people recognize that their homes didn't support them at all. Yeah. Like at all.
0: Mm-hmm. That their
2: homes were set up for other people's expectations. They were not set up for the support of who they are and their family's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, yeah, that was a, I, you know, I was still, I, I, think I only shut down and wasn't physically going anywhere for like six weeks. And then my phone was ringing constantly because people were like, I need your help. And like mm. now, because my family needs it deeply. Right. Um, And ultimately it's really what launched me saying, okay, this, we need to be having these conversations in a broader way because Mm -hmm. people get it now. They feel it, whether they can articulate it or not, doesn't matter. They feel it. Right. right? And so that's where uh, I was able to take this conversation and have it in a broader way. So it was a, it was a difficult and a beautiful moment, but often they go hand in hand. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) You have to know the pain to know the joy. Exactly, exactly. So what is the culture or brand that you
2: are building? I like to describe it this way. I think capitalism has us all driven towards, I'm creating an empire, right? But traditionally and historically, empires are built on the backs of people through exploitation, right? What, the way that I look at Constantine and what I'm building, um, and, you know, there's a just it's a it's a beautiful word all by itself. It's a real word. I didn't make it up. It has a beautiful definition. Um, it means to to arrange or blend together skillfully as parts or elements, mm. put together in a harmonious, precisely appropriate or elegant manner. Oh, that is a beautiful definition. It's a beautiful word and it's absolutely appropriate. It's exactly what we do at consonate. Um, the thing is instead of seeing consonate as wanting to be this dominating presence. I want it to be a galaxy. Mm. Right? A galaxy is millions and billions of stars brought together by a gravitational pull, right? They gravitate toward one another. It's a choice, right? Right? They're pulled yeah. together. And each one shines bright on their own and shines even more beautifully together. Mm. Consonate is about community And to to create it, in that beautiful, harmonious way. It's a, it's a, it's about honoring. We can't just talk about our clients honoring one another and creating community. We are a community. Mm-hmm. Right? We, you know, anyone who works for me, anyone who works with me, you know, we function as a community, not as a family. We function as a community.
1: Well, it is now time for us to do rapid fire. So just okay. a few questions. Um, you yeah. answered the part of the, the question I have, why the okay. name Consonate for your business? And as yeah. you gave the definition, yeah. um, it, it was clearly understood. But yeah, how did you arrive upon that? I mean, it's not yeah. a word
2: that we use
1: Mm-mm. in our normal everyday. It's a dead word.
2: Yeah, yes. it's a dead word. Yeah. So... Um, how? Yeah. yeah. My friend, my friend Sheel, actually, her and I are super nerds. And uh we <laughs> grew up reading the dictionary. Uh people look at me, they're like, you're not nerdy. I'm like, talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I'm very awkward. Uh, <laughs> um, she so we'll text each other vocabulary words that we come across that we find. You fascinating. Are. All right, you get the t-shirt for sure. <laughs> so, so she texts me this word vicinity. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is an interesting word. And I had been looking, I was in the process of rebranding. I was just looking for a name and I just couldn't find anything that really made sense or felt right. And she sends me this word, Consenity. And then I went on a deep dive into the history of the word, related words, so on and so forth. Um, You know, this happened for like over like a week of time. I was just digging into this word and I couldn't let it go. And then I came across consonate. Which is a verb form. Mm-hmm. Consinity is the noun. Is the noun verb form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's it. That's yeah. the name. It. It like it, because number one, as far as marketing and branding goes, it sounds familiar without actually being familiar. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it sounds kind of like constant consonant, like mm-hmm. vowels right. and consonants. Yes. So it's it sounds familiar, but it's not. And so there was, and then it has this gorgeous definition. And I was like, that's it. That's the name. It's yeah. it's so perfect. The definition is so perfect. I couldn't have made up a word myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is.
1: So what does your journey of healing look like? You talked about your background, your backstory. Yeah. How did you go from there
2: to here? <sighs> There was so much turmoil in my life for a really long time. And I can say that number one, reading changed my life. I opened up my mind to a world of possibilities and a world mm-hmm. of understanding that I was not exposed to because the people around me were unhealthy. Their beliefs and ideologies were unhealthy. And so, um, reading opened up my life to a world of, oh my gosh, this, there's more than one way to be in the world. I don't have to be this way because this person told me I have to be right. Mm-hmm. I can, I can determine what feels right for me. Um, and just going on that journey, studying psychology, uh, you know, studying and reading different books and then surrounding myself with people who supported me no matter what. Mm-hmm. and as I've grown, the people who are around me have changed, right, necessarily, right, mm-hmm. so like if they weren't on their own healing journey, and on their own path, or, you know, they, I just kept healing, and, and, and as I got to a new place in my life, it was like, I just, attra- I've always just attracted mm-hmm. the next people who were meant to be my teachers, and my mentors, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it's like the old saying, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear, it's yeah. that way with friendships and community. Um, mm. And so I, it, it's been a combination of just listening to my own inter-world and trusting myself uh, and finding mentors both in real life and in books. So good. Uh, for me, too. Books were the, the and salvation. And lots of therapy. Yeah, lots of therapy and coaches, by the way, also. But those are like the traditional answers. And then meditation is literally so many ways saved my life. For sure. So how
1: have you, um, how do you stay connected to joy? Uh, Everything goes uh, every ways, but sideways easily (laughs) each day. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you just,
2: bring back in that joy yeah sometimes it's some days it's harder than others you know yeah. I, I, I am completely to honest some days I'm like I don't know about today
0: mm-hmm. I don't
2: know what today is <laughs> going to feel like because it doesn't feel good to me and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of worry some days um, but the thing I always come back to is remembering that I've made it through everything up mm-hmm. until now I'm resilient and I'm strong and I have people around me that love me. And honestly, when I forget, I just, even though it feels like I don't want to call a friend, I'll usually shoot a friend a text. If I can't bring myself to call them, just shoot them a text and be like, Hey, I'm struggling today. Can we like talk or can I come over? Or can you come over, mm-hmm. you know, and just reconnect with yeah. someone because it's, it's usually because I'm too deep in my thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm too deep in the rabbit hole of my brain, and I and I need someone to help me to remember who I really am, yeah. Rather than remembering the struggle. So I. This is why I always come back to I. I tap into my community mm-hmm. when when that's how I stay grounded in joy. Awesome.
1: So you you took us on that backstory. You brought us yeah. up to the present.
2: What's the next big thing for you? Um, I'm actively looking to book my schedule. Of speaking engagement this year, I have a couple already scheduled. So if anybody's looking to hire, you know, someone or a speaker for their event or they're an event planner or you're in a corporate environment and you hire people to speak or facilitate workshops, that's what I'm doing is booking those for the year. Um and also, I still I host digital workshops myself through through my website, mm-hmm. uh, so people can check that out. I try to create them as like lunch and learns once a month, so that people can really get a nugget-sized version of this conversation yeah. that's really truly applicable. And it comes with a 33-page workbook, oh wow, uh, so that people can take it with them and they can work through and practices each. There's four chapters. Each chapter has a practice. Um, so that people can incorporate it into their daily life. I insist on not just talking about something But really making it applicable for people's lives and being able to create practices for themselves um, Not about doing more but about being more intentional with yeah. what we're already doing um, So yeah, that's what I have going on um, So people definitely can check out the website
1: All right, all speaking
2: of that, I'm going to yeah.
1: going to share my screen So those of you that have been following and subscribing and if you haven't been you should subscribe to this find your leadership confidence podcast but it's time for you to get that paper and pencil or pen to write down the website i will read that to you and those that are watching can get a screenshot so her website is www.consonate.world. again that's C O N C I N N A T E dot world. C O N I N N A T E dot world. Look it up in the dictionary so you can yeah, get that great, yeah. great <laughs> definition. I think I'm going to put it in my uh, show notes as well. Yeah. She can be found on Instagram, Facebook, uh, again with consonate, and on YouTube. And I'm gonna let Shauna talk to you a little bit about what you'll find whenever you go to consonate that world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's uh, there's a lot of information you'll find uh, interior design projects on there. You'll also find uh, workshops on there. Um, you'll find. Uh, talking about why I founded Consonate, about Mm -hmm. our, 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 um, our ethos, our values as a corporation, which I think Mm is really interesting for for business leaders and entrepreneurs to take a look Mm -hmm. at, um, because I did years and years of research to develop those and to really establish what I wanted our culture to be both internally and externally. Um, there's lots and lots of information on there. There's my contact information, um, so yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Subscribe um, because you can also I send out a couple times a month uh, all, intentionally. So it's not just like a every single week thing. Mm. Um, Our email that goes out with helpful hints of you know oh. uh, short videos, so on and so forth. So there's lots of information for people to get at. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for
1: being such an interesting yeah. guest. I I knew I would be excited about hearing about all of this, and I am. Uh, You gave wonderful tips, great, great insights. And um, I encourage everyone to check out her website to be able to uh, learn more and uh, maybe take advantage of some of those workshops or use that lunch and learn for your company, Um, whatever you can do to give you some growth in this area. As always, I remind everybody until next time, remember life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling, signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.